If there's one thing I hate more than a caravan, it's a caravan with a weight distribution hitch. I'm John Canogan from AutoExpert.com.au and I get new cars cheap. Australia only. Website. Card. Now, there are many reasons why I hate caravans, but only one reason why I hate them fitted with weight distribution hitches, and that would be because of what can go wrong if the setup is not perfect. And a textbook example of that has just come in. This report is sponsored by NordVPN. Living online is obviously awesome, but it's also kind of risky. You've really got to make sure you don't leave the door open to cyber attacks, data breaches and hackers. And that means you need to put some countermeasures in place now. Using NordVPN is a simple three-step process. You just choose a subscription, you download the app, and you connect to a NordVPN server. One click, and you are protected. NordVPN shields your IP address from scammers, and it secures your online traffic with state-of-the-art encryption across as many as six devices. Go to nordvpn.com AEJC now, and you'll get up to four additional months free, plus you'll get Nord's rock-solid 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash AEJC. Link in the description. NordVPN is the fastest VPN on the planet, and it only costs about as much as a cup of coffee every month to keep your data, your identity, and your devices secure. You'll be browsing online, shopping, listening to your favourite podcasts, and streaming video in complete privacy. And that includes plugging the holes in dodgy public Wi-Fi if you are connected remotely while travelling. All up, that's a pretty small price to pay for enhanced cyber security. Go to nordvpn.com slash AEJC now to get much safer online and enjoy those extra months of free NordVPN subscription time. It's totally risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com slash AEJC. Link in the description and thank you to Nord for sponsoring this episode. I get so many emails every week which are from people at their wits end and they're essentially plaintive last ditch effort cries for assistance. And this one is from a woman who I won't name but uh, we'll just call her D, shall we? And she goes... I need help to understand how a 2017 Essential Exceed Caravan can snap the A-frame. And my insurance company is claiming its wear and tear and they won't pay the 55 grand I had it insured for. Ouch. A few things. It's a 21.6 foot van, wasn't overloaded as it's only me and a dog, no front toolbox or bike rack. I tow with a 2013 Hino Trade Ace 300 plus I had weight distribution bars. That's going to be kind of pivotal. About 6,000 kilometres done on the caravan since 2020 when my deceased husband and I purchased it. 
plus 17 days prior to it cracking, I had to get a roadworthy certificate as I forgot to re-register the van. I have included photos and the repair quote. Hope you can help me understand how wear and tear can happen. Sincerely, D. Well, it's not wear and tear. Like, that's not a wear and tear issue. That's a catastrophic structural failure issue, in my view, D. Like... This van is roughly 2.2 tonnes tear and 2.7 ATM, okay? So it's a fairly heavy device to tow with anything, but I'd suggest that the Hino is a pretty good platform for towing of that nature. It's a truck, right? It's a really solid truck, and it would do that easily, which is why the caravan has failed and not the tow vehicle, I'd suggest. The weight distribution hitch is absolutely, look, odds on. Very difficult to be definitive about this without seeing it all in the flesh because often what people don't tell you unwittingly or on purpose is pretty important. But on the balance of probability, based on what I've seen, the photographs and the description of the failure, it's the weight distribution hitch all day long because so often they're just used as a band-aid to cure a fundamental problem where they shouldn't be employed like that. Like, if they were just employed to keep things level under brakes, then okay, but so many people don't use them that way. But this is not wear and tear. And I'd suggest that this is the burden of insurance, right, from a consumer's point of view, because you take out insurance to protect you from some catastrophe, and then when the catastrophe occurs, every man and his dog just tries to weasel out of paying it because hey, we've got a responsibility to our stakeholders, right? Anywho, I've seen the quote. It's roughly 50000 bucks to repair. And I'm not going to name the repairer, okay? But let's just say that the repairer wants to pull the entire van apart, essentially, to replace the chassis. And they want to charge roughly $40,000 to do that plus seven grand on top to replace the broken A-frame, plus whatever else they find that might be broken during the course of their disassembly and investigation, right? Now, the quote identifies four structural cracks, and they're all roughly in the same location relative to the front of the van. They're 600 millimetres back-ish from the leading edge of the box. So not the toe point, but the actual box of the van itself, 600 millimetres back from that, two feet and the old money kind of thing, okay? And the, the chassis is broken there in two places and it's a piece of 100 by 50 rectangular hollow section steel and the A-frame is broken in roughly the same location and the extent of the cracks through these pieces of rectangular section are between 50 and 90% of the way through. So, kind of significant, like on the brink of falling apart when you hit a big bump kind of thing. So, isn't it lucky that that was spotted? Anyway, to me, it seems absurd to have to disassemble an entire caravan to fix a problem with what is essentially a very basic piece of boiler making, which would be just identify the broken bits, cut them out, and 
figure out a suitable replacement strategy and just weld them in, weld the new bits back in, in situ with bracing if necessary. We're not talking about doing anything aerospace here. We're just talking about pieces of the cheese of steel. Like these things are made out of low carbon, quote unquote, mild steel. It's easy to repair and you shouldn't have to disassemble the entire van. They're talking about pulling cabinets out and disassembling walls and things of this nature to get to the chassis. What would be wrong with putting it up on a hoist and figuring out what's broken like that and welding new bits in? What a revolutionary approach. Seems like a touch-up to me, in other words. So I don't see why the crack bits can't be accessed from below because vans are pretty basic things. We're just not talking about a particularly complex thing that has to withstand hundreds of metres of water pressure or the vacuum of space, are we? So at this point, it really is a good idea, I think, to talk about weight distribution hitches. What are they? How do they work? And therefore, what is the most likely failure mechanism in Dee's horrific $50,000 caravan disaster scenario? So this is really difficult for average, median, whatever caravanners to understand because these people see no virtue in remaining awake during, I don't know, a physics lecture at high school, which would make this abundantly clear. But a weight distribution hitch is really just a simple mechanism for imposing a torque, okay? And you think about your tow vehicle with a heavy van behind it, might be sitting there with its headlights up in the sky and its ass dragging on the road virtually. If you were to reach in with a suitable mechanism and apply a torque, then you could fix it, could you not? This torque could push the front end down so the headlights go horizontal, more or less, and the saggy ass comes up off the deck and everything is basically pointed straight ahead again, which is what you want. You couple up your load leveller to your vehicle, torque gets imposed, nose goes down, ass comes up, what could possibly go wrong? And the answer is, it's all got to do with where the loads which are required to generate the torque, because nothing's free, you've got to impose the torque somehow, and that means the loads that you generate to impose the torque have to be resolved back in the vehicle, at the tow bar and whatever the tow bar bolts to structurally within the vehicle, and also back at the van because that's the other half of the load imposition equation over here. This load has to go somewhere, and it goes into the A-frame drawbar. And if those loads are excessive, then Houston, we've got a problem. And they're clearly not excessive in this case in respect of the truck. It's a nice solid thing, and it seems to be dealing with that just fine. But back here at the van, not so much. So the way a load levelling hitch imposes that torque is it uses the high-tech miracle of a couple of cantilevered springs, okay? And they're connected back to the drawbar by chains, and the chains are under tension. And the thing about a spring is that the amount of load that a spring exerts is proportional to how far you deflect it. In the case of a coil spring, it's sitting there like that. You compress it by that much and it's going to push back with whatever amount of force. If you compress it twice as much, it's going to push back 
twice as hard. Twice the deflection, twice the force. And that's good operationally within limits when you're talking about a van and a tow vehicle because when you hit the brakes, there's an inertial load forward. Everything goes forward. Everyone's heads nod forward. The van's head nods forward. And that has a tendency to push the drawbar down, to sag the rear end, to push the front end of the vehicle up like that. But what's happening is these springs that come back from the weight distribution hitch, as this deflection increases, the amount of load pushes back and it increases the torque and therefore increases the levelling potential in this more heavily loaded inertial deceleration frame of reference. That's all good, you'd think. But in extreme situations, particularly where instead of riding like this, tow vehicle, uh, van and tow vehicle, you get into some situations where this happens, right? Typically, you jump down into a washaway, the tow vehicle climbs out, the van is still like this. So you end up with that V-shaped deflection between tow vehicle and van, right? And that's really bad because it forces the spring in the weight distribution hitch, each one of the two springs, to deflect by a substantial amount, a long way, to generate a lot of load. And that load has to be resolved, or it's transferred, if you like, back along the length of the spring into the chain, and it drags the drawbar of the van down like this. And that's fine if the drawbar can cope with that, but clearly, in Dee's case, it cannot. So... What's happened, and you can see it, I'll put the shot up here, right? There's a heat-affected zone around every welded thing ever, anywhere. And you, you can go to extreme lengths to deal with that, like you can anneal welded areas if you want, but that doesn't happen in the caravan industry. You know, it's, it's ghetto welding. Like, there's nothing wrong with ghetto welding, but it's not aerospace, is what I'm saying. Okay, so there's a heat-affected zone where that gusset thing that you can see up there is welded onto the bottom edge of the drawbar. And lay down Mazaire, that's a stress riser. That's where the crack has started in the uh, drawbar. And it's propagated up through towards the top of the, uh, the top surface of the square rectangular section drawbar. And as that failure is happening... There's more and more flex in the drawbar, and that's being transferred into the chassis of the caravan, which wasn't designed to carry that much load or move that much, and that's caused the chassis to crack. So that's why I hate weight distribution hitches. It's got nothing to do with how they function out there on the road. They're fantastic for keeping things level under brakes and in all kinds of dynamically variable situations, like two thumbs up, dude. But unless you can get a guarantee from the manufacturer of the vehicle and the manufacturer of the van that your particular setup and those particular components of your combination are designed to operate reliably when they're joined together with a weight distribution hitch, then essentially all you're doing by going, I know, I'll fit a weight distribution hitch. Trev's got one. He swears by it. <laughs> if that's you, then... All you're really doing is tiptoeing out onto the thin ice and hoping for the freaking best. Now, in closing, what can D do about this $50,000 disaster? A, I'd suggest she could write a stern but polite letter to the insurer saying, I took out 
insurance to protect me against exactly this kind of catastrophic consequential loss for which I'm likely to be out of pocket to the tune of 50 grand. And if you are going to deny my claim, then I intend to lodge a formal complaint with the insurance industry ombudsman. I'd do that as an absolute minimum. And the next thing I'd do is I'd go and look at alternative styles of repairs because I really don't see that the underside of a caravan is anything particularly complex. I mean, it's built on a ladder frame and it's got basically off-the-shelf, low-grade steel section components, and a few of them have failed. So what would be wrong with putting the bloody thing up on a hoist, getting under it, have somebody who's a boiler maker, perhaps working with some sort of structural engineer, to have a look underneath it and go, we'll just plasma out this bit and this bit, and we'll make up a replacement section or sections, and we'll lift them into place here, and we'll do full penetration butt welds around here and here and here, just to get them all together, and we'll put these gussets in place and other bracing, just to make sure that this kind of thing never happens again, and Bob's your mother's brother, presumably at a fraction of the quoted $50,000 price. So I hope this helps, Dee, and I'm sorry you're in this situation, but I fear the weight distribution hitch is the core of this problem. And if you get the van fixed, I'd be redoubling my efforts, were I you, to load everything up so that you really don't need the weight distribution hitch at all.